Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Mag Heroes, a podcast about people and magazines. I'm Dan Rowden. This episode I chatted with Lena Halgerud, editor of Brugge, a coffee magazine from Oslo, Norway. Starting as a coffee-focused title, Brugge has evolved into more of a culture magazine that references coffee. We go into depth into Brugge's past and what's coming up in the future. Just quickly before we get started, I want to again mention Subsale, my new online service for publishers. Basically, it's an essential tool for anyone selling subscriptions and attempting to manage subscribers. Pick up your current web shop or import orders from a spreadsheet and your entire subscriber base magically becomes easy to read, view and export. I'll soon also publicly launch Subsale's selling tools, which will allow you to sell subscriptions and charge when your issues are released instead of on fixed intervals. Sign up to the Subsale newsletter at subsale.com to get notified about updates. That's subsale.com. Enjoy the show. Hi, Lena. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, fine. It's quite hot in Mauritius at the moment. Um, I bet it's not hot where you are right now. It's actually plus one, so we're quite happy oh. being winter and all, but yeah, no snow <laughs> it does, Is that cluster as warm? It kind of is, because you know, yeah. at the time of the year we're supposed to have like minus 10 and everyone is supposed to be skiing and now everyone is complaining, except me. <laughs> yeah, so you're in, in Norway, whereabouts in Norway are you? Uh, I'm based in Oslo. Okay. Yeah, so the capital. And is that where the magazine like started? Absolutely. Started in uh, coffee shops in the city, yeah. Yeah, so your your strapline is conversations and coffee. That's right. Um, can you explain like that that kind of theme and how it relates to the magazine? Absolutely. Uh, when we started out in Norwegian, we had a different tagline, which was uh, coffee culture, and then we moved on to conversations and coffee uh, when we went into English, and it was because we wanted to have more of a conversational approach to the magazine. I think we were kind of influenced by that movie coffee and cigarettes uh, if you've seen that film and we kind of wanted to more tap into the minds of the people we were talking to more than focusing on coffee itself right okay so yeah your early early issues were all in norwegian that's correct and yeah so they had a slightly different um i guess you could say it was more of a straightforward coffee magazine um, in the beginning and now it's more of a conceptual coffee magazine yeah um, so I was reading about uh, Norwegian coffee consumption. Yeah. Um, so I've I've ties to Finland. My wife's Finnish, and they they apparently drink the most coffee. But Norwegians come in second. Yeah. In the world, apparently. Um, yeah. So coffee is a big deal. Um, it's a big part of our culture, you know. And we believe that coffee facilitates conversation because in Norway, if you meet someone for the first time, you will always ask them to go for a cup of coffee, and that's the way you get to know someone. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah, so the magazine has a good roots, solid roots to like, to work off. Absolutely. In Norway, yeah. And I mean, it's also coffee is about. It's such a big part of the Norwegian culture. It's not just about the coffee shops and the trends and everything. It's just you know, it's about my pa- grandparents drinking coffee, or it's about the bad coffee at the gas station. It can be that 
it can be everything. It doesn't have to be, you know, third wave coffee or mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And Norway's had quite a big role in the this like third wave of coffee. Can yeah, you absolutely. do you feel that in Norway or is that something we see from abroad? Um I do think there's um that people are feeling proud of the way we drink coffee and the way we roast mm. coffee and also that it's being um, acknowledged by other people in other countries and for example when i spend time abroad i always complain about the coffee because it's too dark roasted for me personally (laughs) (laughs) even when i go to the good place i feel like no this is not right you know and then i feel a little bit bad about complaining but i guess i'm used to having some of the best coffee in the world so yeah yeah not bad not a bad thing to have um, so you mentioned, yeah, you started publishing in Norwegian and then you moved to English and you've now released two English issues. That's correct. Um, what Can you explain like the, the change uh, and why you did that? And then how also, like how has that affected the magazine? Uh, it was a big discussion with three people in the editorial team and we had a big discussion going for a few months if we wanted to change to English or stay in Norwegian. Uh, in a way, Norwegian is such a small language, and I felt an obligation to kind of... Uh, everything is being anglified, you know, and there's an obligation to keep the language going. But at the same time, for such a niche magazine and an independent magazine, it was really difficult to get enough people to buy the magazine. such a small market with only 5 million people. So in the end, it's sort of like, if you're going to survive, you have to go international. Uh, and... It was a really good decision because suddenly, you know, we got all this interest on social media and people wanted, wanting to do ma- articles about us in magazines and stuff like that overseas. And we have so many international stockists now, which I'm really proud of. Um, so it took a little bit of time to make that dis- decision, but I think every one of us is really happy about it. Yeah. Um, would you say that the magazine's different now from like when it was in Norwegian? Does it, does it feel differently to you? Uh, or is absolutely. it still the same? Uh, yeah. We did do um, a little bit of a um, change to the layout and to the paper quality and everything when we changed to English also. But I think also with the content, um, it's very different now. And that's actually not a problem, but maybe a challenge for us that some people see us as a very traditional coffee magazine because that what is what we used to be in the beginning. But now we're more about culture and conversation and everything happening around that culture, you know. And mm. some people who's like really into coffee, they get disappointed. And then people who's not that much right. into coffee, they get really surprised and excited to see, okay, I can relate to this. Mm. Yeah, I wondered like, what happened to your, your Norwegian readers who were yeah, expecting well, something else. But I mean, all the Norwegians that read the magazine, you know, they're happy to read in English. You know, their English yeah. is amazing. So... That hasn't been a problem with the language. I think it's more that we changed the content, but it's content that we are super proud of now. And it kind of more reflects um, who I am and who Mikal is and who Amali is. So. Okay. Um, the the content you say is different, um, but it's still heavily like Norwegian or Norway focused. Um, um, the first... Pardon? Yeah, the first English one was, at least. Yeah, that one we decided to focus on uh, Scandinavian artists. So that was heavily, and we had the Oslo Coffee Guide also. So yeah. that was, uh, I think, a deliberate deci- decision when we were going to English that we wanted to you know, showcase our Scandinavian roots, at least. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the last uh, issue, 
there was even less Scandinavian things and Norwegian things. And for the next one, which is coming out hopefully soon, it's gonna, going to be even less. Okay. Uh, how, do, how do you feel about, like, you're slowly, gradually moving away from uh, just like a, like a homegrown magazine and more inter- international and more inclusive, I guess? Well, the thing is, I'm super excited about it because we're getting so much love from everyone. I, I mean, like, we're getting tagged on Instagram all the time. We're getting... I remember back in the day, which was a big thing for us, that that was even when we were in Norwegian, that Monocle was opening, you know, their magazine shop in London and they wanted to stock Brig. And we didn't even know they knew about us. <laughs> and that was while we were in Norwegian. But now being in English, like all these other, you know, Do You Read Me has Brig and all these places which I really admire and which I used to go to to get inspiration. And it's super cool to have my magazine in those those shops now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it must be nice to see all the hard work on shelves of these great, great shops. So although we're kind Um, of moving away from, um, and we're not such a big part of the Norwegian coffee culture kind of group anymore, but I guess, you know, it's opening up to so much other great opportunities. And at the same time, I get to work with so many amazing people, writers from across the world. I can get in touch with someone in Australia or Korea or whatever, and they will do a piece for me, which is, which I think is super cool anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you source your content? Do you have a specific, like, uh, well, like a method of gaining contributors? Uh, well, what we do with every issue is that we sit down and we decide upon uh, what topics we want to focus on. Because now we have the magazine is divided in two sections. One is uh, the conversation section. So then we will decide upon what kind of people do we want to talk with this time around. And then, you know, we will see if they're on board. And then I will see, okay, so we're going to go to this city. Can I find someone there? Do I know someone that knows someone? And I guess it's a bit of a research phase. Some people will also pitch to us, but mostly it's me going out there and finding the right people for every story. And then the second part of the, the magazine is more of a destination travel section uh, where we used to focus on places. So like we would have a feature of a coffee shop. But uh, from the next issue forward, we will do it a little bit differently. And now we're going to publish more personal travel essays, which for me is a much more interesting read. But yeah, yeah, still with the coffee slant. It doesn't necessarily, coffee is the main thing in the story, but coffee is a part of every story in yeah, some way. it's related somehow. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy looking at the issue I have and some, I mean, so, some um, stories is obvious because there's a picture of coffee or like yeah. someone holding coffee, but sometimes you have to read a bit into it yeah. to see the link and it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, the, the next issue is coming out. Um, well, where are you with it? Um, well, the thing is, we have the best issue yet. Uh, we're having a little bit of trouble getting it out there. We're having a little bit of trouble getting sponsorship to actually print a magazine. So we're like working, working like really full time now to get like the last few dollars in so we can actually go to print. But everything is ready and it's going to be amazing. And I just can't wait to get it back from the printer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a release date? Uh, no, we're going to have a release date when we have our <laughs> yeah. financial situation sorted. It can be a little yeah. bit tricky being uh, an independent magazine. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I went to your website um, before this and 
uh, uh, well, and many times before, but the um, you use your website to publish content from the magazine. And I do you publish other content as well? No, like we unique we, content uh, just from the magazine. Just from the magazine. Um, we might change that in the future to have more like of a journal part of the magazine, which is more you know short reads and like more newsworthy stuff. Since the magazine is moving on to be more articles or essays or interviews or conversations that, you know, it's not just a good read for today, but also good reads two years from now. Mm. So we might change the website a little bit. That's at least uh, something we are thinking about and working on. But mostly we do publish stuff that has been in the magazine, but we will wait maybe three, four months after the magazine is published before we put it online. Mm. And do you see a benefit from publishing content from the magazine? Online is there like um, well, so you're trying to like spread the content you're putting in print. Absolutely, uh, it? and it's also yeah. a very good way because, um, as I said, being an independent magazine, sometimes we have to work with people on a voluntary basis, and it's also a good way to give something back to everyone who does work for us. Even if they're you know they're in the interview or they're doing the interview, they could also have their work online, which many yeah. people seem to appreciate. Yeah. Um, where do you where do you see sales come from? Where's your like strongest market? It's been going really well in the UK actually, which is quite surprising. We have an amazing distributor there, Antenna. So mm. we you know so it's going well in the UK, but we're trying to expand, especially to the US. But this very um, the distribution costs are super high, so we'll see what's going to happen. And of okay. course, you know we do sell a lot back home. But we're in mm. the main. It's called Narvisen, and they're like in every city, everywhere, like all the way up north to all the way down south. Right. And of course, we're in coffee <laughs> yeah. shop. They sell us at Tim Mandelbo, which is amazing, and at Supreme Roastworks and places like that. Okay, big names. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. It was very. Um, so yeah, it's still like a, a thing in Norway. Um, do you do you feel do you feel like you have to represent the country within the pages still, or do you think that you've kind of done your your part for now? Um, it's not something that's top of mind, but I think it's always going to be there in some way. You know, like it's the part of you know who the editorial team is, and it's part of our daily surroundings. And we go to the coffee shops and we talk to the people, and I guess you know we have a good overview of what's happening on the cultural scene and everything so I think it's always going to be a part of the magazine even though we don't have like a strategy saying like it's going to be this mm. much Norwegian or this much Scandinavian or this much international it all depends okay. on the story and the people we want to talk with yeah all right um, and what about like uh, future goals for the magazine hey, do you take it like issue issue by issue or do you have like longer longer term like things in mind that yeah, you want to achieve. We do have dreams, uh, but at the moment um, it's all about getting the next issue out. Uh, we also worked with this amazing um, design agency in London who's doing half the layout for the next issue. They're called Two Times Elliot. And they have been brilliant and doing an amazing job. Um, so it's been all focused on this issue now, but we do have things we dream about in the future for sure. Mm. Okay. Um, well, thanks for the chat. Um, did you have any um, magazines you'd like to recommend? Which, which magazines are you enjoying? Um, 
I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I would like to recommend uh, a Norwegian journal called Utflukt. Yeah. But um, okay. I'm on the editorial team, so maybe <laughs> I'm a little bit biased. But it's a really cool journal, but it's in Norwegian. And then lately I've been quite enjoying uh, The Happy Reader, which is published by uh, Penguin. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I like this magazine is because they do like a really long read interview with um, someone famous, but they give you a very different perspective. And you feel like you're getting to know these people that you usually only see, you know, on in the ta tabloid pages. So yeah. I enjoy that. And the last one I wanted to recommend is a tiny publication, which I spotted in New York the, this fall yeah, at McNally's and it's called The First Line. And the concept is that they give um, the first line of a short story for every issue and then everyone has to submit a story starting with that line. And, and I think okay. that's a pretty cool concept. And the one I have in front of me now is the line is Mrs. Morrison was too busy to die. And it's kind of super interesting to see how everyone is, you know, taking that in all different kind of directions. Yeah. Is that kind of like a zine type thing or is it? Like yeah, it's more like a scene, more but I think it's like volume 18 now, and they have like four issues every ah. year or so. Okay. Yeah, so it's been out there for a long time. Mm. Nice. And of course, I mean, like, there's Kinfolk and Serial and Frankie and so many magazines yeah. I read, but <laughs> you told me yeah. to pick three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always interested to see what people pick. Because yeah. it, it's typically, yeah, the more, more random things that people, like, personally like to promote. Yeah. It's nice. All right. Well, thanks, Elena, for for the chat. Um, Thank you for having me. It's always nice to hear what's going on, and uh, yeah, I really like the magazine. It's one Thank of my you. favorites. And um, yeah, pleased it came out in English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as as I'm sure most people are. Yeah, um, I mean, like so many. Even when we were we were published in Norwegian, so many people would reach out on email or Instagram, and they would say, "When is it coming in English? Please, you know, <laughs> go in English." And, yeah. yeah, so I think that was also one of the factors why we decided to change languages because there seemed to be so much enthusiasm, which is so much fun for us. There's nothing yeah, it was you know, when we get good feedback, that's why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, well, I'll, I'll let you let you go. Um, good luck with the new issue. Thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Lena for coming on Mag Heroes and thank you so much for listening. A reminder for publishers out there to sign up for the Subsell newsletter. If you have subscribers and you want a better tool to manage them or if you don't currently sell subscriptions but you want to, Subsell is just for you. You can find more information at subsell.com. You can subscribe to Mag Heroes with any podcast client and follow updates on Twitter. The show is at Mag Heroes. That's all for now. The next episode of Mag Heroes will be out next week. Cheers.